We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the holiday edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com, talking everything week 16. We'll take a quick look at the three-game Saturday slate, give you some quick thoughts there. Of course, break down the main slate and take a look back at last week. And speaking of last week, I can't bury the lead here. My man killed it out there. Uh, getting a ton of questions, obviously, here from, you know, about how does it feel, yada, yada. My man Chop takes down the million dollars in the fan championship over on FanDuel. But surprisingly, Chop, everyone's asking me about your season-long team. They said, this, this guy wins millions in his sleep. We want to know how that season-long team is. So, Chop, let's get over to you, buddy. I just want to be, the, you know, not the first, but publicly come out and say congratulations. Uh, the thing I love about Chop, very humble guy. He's not going to come out here and do cartwheels and, and make a big deal about this. It's right back to work the next day. But uh, $2 million prizes in the span of uh, less than a year. Very, very impressive, my man. So uh, glad you're on this show with us. Uh, propping me and Noto up here. But uh, Chop, the floor is yours. Congrats. Uh, how we doing? I appreciate it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously doing okay, and uh, everything's going well. But, uh, you know, the, what's the big difference between the first one and the second? I learned a lot of lessons with the first one as far as the way I went about winning it and, and, and the way I went about the afterwards, the next 24 hours or so. Like, I try to keep it all under wraps. I don't like to, you know, explain, you know, a lot of things to a lot of people. I like to kind of keep everything – to myself and I learned a lesson man that really pissed a lot of people off so <laughs> I had to make you know I had to make sure I made my phone calls when I when the money hit the account I had to make sure when everything was official I had to call my mom and let her know because I I kind of put her off for a couple of days last time that was not a good idea I had to let my wife know nice and early because I, I you know tried to put her off for a while last time and that was definitely <laughs> not a good idea so 
the one thing is uh, I haven't talked to my dad yet, and I know he listens to the podcast, so this might be the first time. By the time he hears this, this might be the first time he gets the news, but it's not my fault. Not my fault. I told my mom, I said, go ahead and tell dad, you know, go ahead and tell him, let him know. But she was like, no, 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 he'll, he'll run off and tell everybody. So I'm not going to tell him. So this might be the first time he hears about it, but you know, it's good. It's a good thing, man. And it, it's always fun and it never, it'll never get old, but I am a little, there's two things here. Number one, I, I did, I did lose the season long semifinal. I am oh. mad about that, man. I am angry, boy. <laughs> James put together a hell of a team on me, and he had he had the big guns going, so I couldn't compete with that. But I'm really anxious, man, because we got a little nugget teased on us on Twitter. I'm really anxious to see who went ten and one in the picks last week. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I mean, we we had to get to the Millie first, but uh, ten and one quite impressive. So we'll get to that. No, no, we didn't forget about you, buddy. Uh, how is everything? How was week fifteen? And uh, welcome in. Yeah, nobody needs to hear about my week. Uh, Chop, so happy for you, man. Um, you've been one of the most respected DFS players out there for a very long time, and to stay at the top of your craft for that long, uh, truly impressive. And, uh, you know, we admire your skills, but your humility is uh, unmatched by anyone. So uh, big congrats, well-deserved, so happy for you. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to this week. Absolutely. So, obviously, uh, Christmas week, so kind of a weird week. So we do have a game on Friday. We're going to leave that one alone. You have plenty of coverage for that one over on Roto Grinders. Kind of weird uh, having a Christmas Day football game. I mean, I'm not complaining, but generally that's an NBA game, uh, an NBA day. And I know Noto's been busy uh, getting ready for NBA. So if you haven't checked out uh, Roto Grinders, make sure you do. NBA product is fantastic. Some of the best projections uh, you're going to find. So not too late to get signed up uh, for some premium over on Roto Grinders. So go check that out. NBA season actually starts as we record a little two-game uh, appetizer uh, here on Tuesday, and then a big 13-gamer on Wednesday uh, leading into Christmas Day. So we'll leave that Christmas football game alone. Guys, let's really quick touch on the, the Saturday slate, though. Uh, we'll make a few betting picks, uh, just kind of give an overview of things. We're not going to go game by game here. We'll focus on the main slate, uh, as we always do. But, uh, Noda, let's go to you, buddy. Uh, Three-game Saturday slate, uh, always a good time to have some football on a Saturday here. So just general thoughts here on this slate uh, for Saturday. Yeah, it's not the prettiest three-game slate I've ever seen. Uh, the Dolphins and Raiders, uh, not too excited about that one. The Niners and Cardinals, not too excited about that one. So I'm looking to load up on the Buccaneers and the Lions. Uh, you know, we've seen the Buccaneers. They can put up points quickly. I know it's hard to, you know, pick where Brady's going to go with the ball each and every game. Uh, but their defense has kind of shown some holes recently. So I like uh, Stafford in that passing attack. And then, uh, you know, just hope that you get the right pieces from the Bucs. Um, obviously, got to uh, watch the Ronald Jones news. Um, if he's out, uh, Fournette's going to be a strong play again. I think he played on 65% of the snaps. Got most of the work, all the goal line touches. And it seems like uh, Tampa Bay, they always either get a defensive pass interference in the end zone or get tackled at the one. And then, you know, those running backs always get those touchdowns. So, that's the game I'm looking to be the most overweight on. Um, and then the Miami situation, there's just so many injuries. Um, and then the other play I like is Josh Jacobs. Uh, we know the Raiders want to run the ball. We know Miami, very good pass defense. So I think it's a spot for Jacobs to get 25-plus touches. Yeah, I agree with you on, on the games as far as uh, they're kind of ugly. You know, some of the totals, 47, 48, not terrible in, in those later games, but 53 and a half uh, in that first one. So – uh, clearly a spot Detroit. We saw Tennessee pretty much do whatever they want to them uh, through the air on the ground. I think Tampa Bay obviously can find some, some similar success there. Uh, other two games look close. So, so maybe stackable games. Chop, what do you got here for Saturday? 
Yeah, it's a it's some fun games. Uh, I think I'm going to focus on the Tampa Detroit game. Tampa's shown that defense is maybe was a little bit overrated earlier in the year. They've they've shown some holes. Let's put it like that. So I think Detroit can take advantage, and then that's going to force Tampa to to play big and play fast, and that's always good. So that's the one I'm really focused on. Uh, the one I'm most apt to fade is the Miami-Las Vegas game because of the uh, – I think the Dolphins feature a real good defense. And I think with Mariota at quarterback, which I would suspect that's the case, that's that uh, we're looking at a slow, sluggish game. So I think that's the game I'm most likely to fade the most parts from. And then the San Fran-Arizona kind of falls in the middle. I'm not, like, stoked on it. but And, and Hopkins is always great, though. You can always play Hopkins. You can always play Kyler. Uh, but the rest of those pieces, Ayuk is good, but it kind of falls in the middle for me. But I'm really, fantasy-wise, I'm going to focus big time on that Tampa-Detroit game. Now, please tell me there's a DeAndre Hopkins jersey on the way, along with the washer and dryer, uh, to the Chop household. I mean, that's, I mean, he was a big part of that build. So, uh, he's, he's, the jersey's got to be on the way, right? <sighs> you know, it's hard to narrow it down to one guy. So, I don't know, man. But I, I, do, I might, man. I got – I like I he, I was always a fan anyway, but you know it's you said washer dryer. I I mentioned that the other day. Yeah, that was interesting. But last night, man, you know you you win a million. Life still goes on. Right. And last night, cooking a little something in the microwave, and the thing fried out. My microwave fried out, man. So now I got to go out and replace this microwave. So life goes on when you're when you're a dad, man. I, I just love the, the what are you going to buy first with, with all your money? Well, first I'm going to pay Uncle Sam his cut, and then we're going to go from there. But washer and dryer, microwave, this is, we are the old men. This is the kind of stuff that uh, we got to take care of here. So, Oh, what I wouldn't – well, I don't know. I don't want to piss off the wrong people. <laughs> right, hey, let's not worry but, about that. What do you but got? what I wouldn't give to, you know, have these winnings and be 25 again, let's just put it like that. Oh, yeah. you know. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> The million lasts a lot longer buying washers and dryers and microwaves than uh, us being 25 again. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's do some betting picks here while we're here on this Saturday, real quick here. So uh, Tampa Bay, Detroit. We got Tampa Bay minus nine and a half, 53 and a half. Chop, we'll go to you first. Detroit. I don't think Tampa's shown that they're ready to blow people out like that. So I'm gonna take Detroit. I'm going to go the over here, actually. The, the defense for Detroit's been bad. Tampa's uh, showing some holes. Uh, I think there'll be some points in this game. So give me over 53 and a half. Derek. I like Detroit as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. All right. Middle game. We got Arizona at home, minus four and a half, 48 and a half. Derek, let's go to you. Uh, at this point, I don't know. I guess I'll take the home team. Give me Arizona. I'm going to go Arizona here as well. San Francisco didn't look great against Dallas. This is a tougher matchup. I know it's in division, uh, but it felt like the Cardinals should probably be about six-point favorites, so I'll, leave. I'll lay the four and a half here with Arizona. Chop. This one is my, my over pick. I'll, I'll take the over. I think it squeaks by. All right, let's wrap it up. Chop with Miami and the Raiders. Dolphins road favorites here, minus two and a half, 47 and a half on the total. You mean the Dolphins? I will go under here. I don't, I don't know that Mariota can do it again. So a tougher, tougher matchup here. Uh, Miami playing well defensively. I'll go under 47 and a half. Derek, what do you got? Uh, we're all going different. I'll take the Raiders. Uh, I'm buying in on the Mariota hype. All right. So we've been waiting for it. Let's take a quick look back at last week as far as the picks go. And uh, Derek, we'll start with you, buddy. Six and five on the week. Brings you to 82 
73 and two. Chop, my man. Six and five. Oh. Two. <laughs> 72 and one. And your boy, yeah. not, not quite a million dollars, but it feels good to put a 10 and one on the board here. The only one I missed was the over in Houston and Indy. Uh, still lagging behind, but did close the gap a little bit. Now at 74, 80, and one. So uh, a good week. And if you played the two-teamer, we gave you Chicago. We gave you Tennessee. Uh, that was a winner. So hopefully some people uh, got that little two-team parlay in there. So good to, good to close the gap on you guys a little bit. But you two uh, in a race here a couple weeks ago. I'll be interested to see who takes this thing down. So. Let's move on. Week 16 main slate here, guys. Let's start with Indy in Pittsburgh. Uh, Indy coming off that win against Houston, Pittsburgh. We saw on Monday night look absolutely atrocious uh, at Cincinnati, taking the L there. So no major injuries on the Indy side. Uh, Pittsburgh will keep an eye on the running back situation. James Conner expected back, but they're also saying he may not even be the guy if he comes back. Benny Snell uh, looked pretty good there. Eric Ebron we saw leave the game. So he's questionable here in a possible revenge spot. Uh, so it was Snell, it was Deontay Johnson getting his 13 targets uh, like he does pretty much every single week. Indy side, ho-hum game. You know, they, they put up numbers. Jonathan Taylor looked good, but a tougher spot here against Pittsburgh. So, Derek, let's start with you here. Indy's kind of the same thing every single week. So many ways to go here. What stands out against Pittsburgh? And then what are you doing with the Steelers against this Colts defense? Yeah, not the best game on the slate uh, for DFS purposes. You know, we got two good defenses. Pretty low total, uh, and it's in Pittsburgh, always a place where you kind of expect the road team to struggle a little bit. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has kind of broke free from that timeshare in the backfield, played on 70% of the snaps last week. That was his season high, but it is a difficult matchup. Um, so, I mean, I guess you can maybe take a few shares of him uh, in large field tournaments. Uh, the Steelers do give up a big play now and then, so if you want to go to T.Y. Hilton, but it's not indoors. So, uh, I don't really love anyone on the Colts. The Steelers, look, we know the Colts want to keep everything in front of them, uh, and the Steelers want that short passing game. So I think this is a great spot for Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, even though he hasn't been great, he has 12 targets per game over his last seven. And there's just going to be so many of those, you know, little five-yard passes that uh, I think on a site like DraftKings with the full PPR, they're going to have some big games. Um, regardless of who starts a running back, I'm probably not going to be too interested. Uh, we just haven't seen, you know, a ton of success on the ground from the Steelers. I know – Benny Snell had a pretty good game on Monday night, but um, that was a much better matchup. And there's going to be another body in the rotation this week. So uh, give me the short passing attack uh, with Juju and Deontay. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I mean, those are really the two guys I'm looking at as well. The, the total pretty low here. Indy, I'm kind of out on. I mean, I've, I've liked what I've seen out of Jonathan Taylor, but a road matchup with Pittsburgh. You still got other guys factoring in there. Uh, easy pass for me there, but uh, great call there. Deontay, Juju getting, getting those short passes and, I got to give kudos to Cincinnati Bengals Twitter. I mean, that hit on Juju after he, he goes out and dances on their logo chop uh, and then get absolutely blown up on that hit. Uh, and the Bengals Twitter account comes out and talks about how he got rid of the TikTok star. Or I forget exactly how they put it, but uh, pretty interesting. So uh, your thoughts here, agree, disagree in this game, kind of ugly. Uh, any diamonds in the rough here for you, Chop? No, no diamonds in the rough. You know, you got – you, you build your player pool on Sunday, and uh, it doesn't have to include guys from every game. Sometimes they just don't make the cut. This is one of them. Like like you said, Indy's pretty mundane, man. You, you really can't trust any of them. And there's not a ton of upside in any of them, so I can pass on Indy. And for Pittsburgh, Deontay's the only guy. 
that I, I really like, or and I don't even really like him. He's the only guy I'm even thinking about because that offense has looked pretty putrid lately. So uh, I don't. I, I'm just really not interested in this game outside of maybe a little bit of Deontay. All right, how about a batting pick? Colts minus two here on the road, 44 and a half on that total. Yeah, I want to say uh, that Pittsburgh learned their lesson in rebounds, but, man, I just think they're kind of in a free fall right now. And I'll pile on and take Indy here, man. Tough, yeah. It's tough, but I'll take them. I had the same thoughts. I'm like, Pittsburgh's got to respond here, but they, they look bad. You know, and they made it, they had a little bit of a push in that game. It felt like the momentum was going to switch and then, you know, right back to, to bad. So – uh, I think Indy piles it on here as well. I, I think a lot of people would take the points with Pittsburgh, but uh, I'm going to go with Indy minus the two. Derek. Uh, this is ugly. Uh, my, my first thought was Steelers, just like you guys, but you're talking me off of them, so I will take the under. All right, under 44 and a half for Noto. Moving on, a, a better game. Uh, the highest total we have uh, on the board this week, Atlanta traveling to Kansas City. Uh, Atlanta they just find a way to lose. I mean, they, they were up big in that game, and again, they blow it. I, I saw some graphic. There's like seven games, obviously, including the Super Bowl, a few games this season, where they've been up big in, in the third, fourth quarter uh, and giving it away. But uh, old noodle arm came and uh, got it done, and now uh, a road game in Kansas City is nothing to, uh, to sneeze at here. So, again, big total here. Chiefs coming off that big win uh, in New Orleans. Uh, a lot of injuries in this one. Julio Jones remains questionable we've talked about are they going to shut him down for the season they have not committed to that but I don't know that we get Julio back here but if we do a decent price here we saw Calvin Ridley uh, go nuts in that game without Julio's kind of done that a lot without Julio Gage looks solid Hayden Hurst found the end zone Matt Ryan looked good Kansas City side CEH doubtful for this one so Le'Veon Bell 5,800 here looked decent last week tough matchup against Atlanta any interest there uh, and the rest of the guys, you know, Mahomes, Tyreek, Kelsey, they did their thing, but uh, no one really blo- broke the slate last week. So, uh, Chop, we'll go to you here, buddy. We always talk about the Chiefs. We always talk about these prices. Uh, any lean there against Atlanta? Uh, and then what are we doing with the Falcons here as big underdogs on the road uh, in Arrowhead? Yeah, I like this game quite a bit on both sides. Uh, Atlanta, I mean, just – yeah, I think they're going to be forced to throw the ball a lot. We didn't we didn't want the backfield anyway, so that's good. And they're going to be forced to throw the ball a lot. And I think there's going to be a lot of meat on the bone for anybody, whoever plays. If Julio plays, Julio, Calvin, fine. And if Calvin is by himself again, man, he's he's one of the best, man, when Julio's not around. So, yeah, fire them all up. I like that passing game. And, and KC is the same. I mean, they should be able to really take advantage of this secondary and and name their score if they want to through the air. But I got a feeling they'll they'll do some running a little bit. On a side note, like CEH went out last week and that that's a rough injury. But then Lev kind of took over the backfield. And um I really didn't think I was gonna win that game coming down the stretch of that that last game was KC New Orleans. And I was fading Kamara. I was fading like two points out of Kamara, right? Like that's impossible to fade. And I thought that was – I didn't think I was going to win, but – and Le'Veon Bell took that handoff, man. And for the first time in like three years, he looked like Le'Veon Bell and he kind of felt out the blocking. You know, he's got that patented style, man, where he looks for his linemen and lets them set up their block. And then he explodes and he exploded for that first down. He looked great for the first time. So I got a roster from Le'Veon Bell this week because he iced it for me last week. I'll take it. 
you can afford to toss a few dollars on Le'Veon this oh, week. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, kudos to DraftKings once again. You know, they were on top of the pricing, and you know, if Le'Veon's forty-two hundred, like he's been, everyone's playing him. Fifty-eight hundred, Derek, you got to think about it a little bit. So, uh, the matchup not great. Atlanta's been good against the run, but big home favorites here. Uh, generally, a spot we want our running backs. We know he can be involved in the passing game. So, uh, the other three are easy. You know, you play Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek. What are you doing here with Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, I can see both sides of the argument. Um, I faded Leonard Fournette last week in the same matchup and then uh, ended up getting two one-yard touchdowns, so that was a little frustrating. But, I mean, you definitely want to exploit this defense through the air, and uh, it's hard not to like Patrick Mahomes. You have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill both uh, in the mix for the receiving title. So uh, I'm more apt to uh, load up on the passing game. I know they are pretty big favorites, but, um, yeah, the best way to attack the Falcons is through the air. Uh, so I'll have some shares of Le'Veon, but I'll probably have more shares of Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek. Uh, and then the other side, yeah, I think Chop mentioned it. Anytime Julio's out, you play Calvin Ridley. Um, in six starts without Julio, he's averaging 112 receiving yards and 24 fantasy points per game. And then Russell Gage over the last three, he scored a touchdown in all three of them, 25 targets during that stretch. So I think you play both of them. I think you can stack this game a number of ways. And, uh, you know, maybe as a sneaky flyer, uh, play some Chiefs defense, uh, you know, with your Le'Veon Bell lineups just in case uh, Matt Ryan struggles on the road a little bit. Yeah, don't hate that at all. And, uh, you know, Gage also in play. Hurst, like I mentioned, uh, found the end zone. But Ridley's the guy when Julio's out. So price is up to 8500 second most expensive receiver on the slate. So if you try a stack here, uh, make it a little expensive. But uh, he's certainly towards the top of the list. And Derek Chop's going to disagree with, with being disappointed Leonard Fournette. That, that was a part of that lineup. So uh, funny how this game works. Some people need a guy. Some people fading the guy. And uh, just interesting how it all plays out. So let's go to the betting window here. Derek, Kansas City, big favorites as we'd expect. Minus 11 here at home. Big total at 54. There's some crazy number on the Chiefs playing at home and the unders hitting, but uh, I like both offenses, so give me the over. Uh, I'm going to go Atlanta here. That's It's a lot of points. They're, they're playing with some confidence. The defense is playing well. They're, they're not going to stop Kansas City, but if they can slow them down a little bit, keep this close, uh, even without Julio, I'll, I'll take the Falcons with the 11. Chop, what do you got? I think a lot of passing, and passing is definitely beneficial to the over, so give me the give me the over. All righty, moving on. Next game, Cleveland uh, taking on another New York team here in the Jets coming off a, 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 a win. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I, I don't think anybody saw that coming uh, except the guy who parlayed Cincinnati and the Jets money line. I, I saw somebody pulled that off. So uh, not quite a million dollars like Chop, but uh, big money there. But uh, nonetheless, the Jets coming off that huge win against the Rams. Nothing really stood out statistically. I mean, we saw Ty Johnson get involved. Saw Frank Gore, 23 carries for 59 yards. I mean, is there a more Frank Gore box score than that? Uh, Crowder, eight targets. Cleveland side, kind of the same thing. You know, Baker looked good, but, but really spread the ball out. Landry was all right. Uh, Hooper was all right. The running backs were kind of man this, in that game. So, uh, Chop, your turn here. Uh, Cleveland's getting it done, and we've seen big games out of Baker. We've seen big games out of the running backs. So, which way do you lean here against the Jets? Obviously, the passing game. Uh, is the way to attack them uh, and can we do anything with the jets even coming off that win uh, anything there uh, as a run back a one-off uh, any interest in the jets at all no interest in the jets i just can't can't get behind that offense at all even even coming off of a uh, a fair game fa fairly decent game against the rams 
I, I just don't I don't get them, man. I don't understand what, what the what the point is there. You've got a chance at literally a generational quarterback, I think, you know, and the best guy I've seen come out of the come out of college since uh way back when probably Andrew Luck or, or Peyton Manning came out or something like that. And and you blow it, man. I think they blew it with that win. So that's pretty bad on their part. But I can't get behind their offense and Cleveland is they're just they're good, but they're kind of boring for fantasy. You might get your one off to I, it just doesn't look like a shootout. And if it's not a shootout type of game, then I don't want the passing games. You just may get your one off touchdown out of one of the receivers or, or tight ends. Not very much for Mayfield. And they're going to dominate on the ground. So those are the two guys I'm looking at, Chubb or Hunt. Lately, it's been a whole lot more Chubb than Hunt. In the past, we've seen it flipped. So right now, I'll ride the hotter guy. That's Nick Chubb. And, uh, but both of them will be in my player pool, and that's who I like the most in this game. I'm kind of out on this one. I mean, I, I'm trying to find something. Uh, you know, Chubb is expensive. The Jets, again, better against the run. Hunt is cheap, but the, the workload's been kind of uh, one-sided lately. So, uh, Derek, your thoughts here? Any, any more interest? Chop is, is semi-interested in the Cleveland side. I'm pretty much out on this game. Where do you come out here, Browns and Jets? Uh, you know, last week was a winning week for everyone. Beer, you went 10 and 1. Chop got the Millie. And thanks to the Jets, my Jaguars are the front runners for the Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. I still can't believe they won that game. Um, although Doug Marone came out today and said um, they're going to go out there and try to win, which uh, would be very Jaguar like. But um, anyway, I'm out on the Jets. Uh, they have no reason to win. Uh, if they win again, uh, that all. But. Um, secure the second uh, pick for them. And then the Browns, I'm going to let ownership dictate what I do here. Um, I know the Jets are better against the run than they are against the pass, but the Browns are playing with a big lead. Um, I'll take my chances with Nick Chubb in any matchup. And uh, if it looks like the passing game is going to be low owned, then uh, I'll take some shots on, you know, Baker and Higgins and Landry. But overall, uh, I think it's not my favorite game to target. All right. How about a bet? Snowdo Cleveland minus nine and a half here on the road, 47 on the total. Ooh, I'll say Cleveland. I just think they're a much better team, but I believe the Jets have scored first in six straight games. So uh, that's kind of a crazy stat. Yeah, I think it's like even eight or nine games where they've nine scored games. on their first possession or something. It's just insane that they, they can do that and then just fall apart the rest of the game. So uh, I'm going to go under the 47 here. I, I just think the Jets, that was their spirited effort. You know, I don't know how much effort they put into this one in Cleveland. Uh, if they had their druthers, they want to run the ball, run the clock out, play good defense. So 47 seemed a little bit too high here uh, under for me. Chop, what do you got? Man, yeah. I mean, I came in thinking Cleveland, so I can't change it now. I got to go Cleveland. All right, let's go to the other New York team, the Giants. Uh, coming off that loss against Cleveland just, just looked awful. You know, I, I have nothing to say here about the Giants. It was all bad. Daniel Jones remains questionable. I don't know how much his return would help this offense, but – uh, can't be any worse here. Now you draw a tilt on the road with Baltimore. We're starting to put it together. We're starting to see Lamar Jackson look more like the guy we saw last season. Hollywood's getting involved. Andrew's getting involved. Dobbins looks good on the ground. So, uh, Noto, clearly this one we're going to be more on the Baltimore side. So, uh, is it a Lamar game? Is it a Dobbins game? Do you worry about Edwards? Uh, and then anything to run it back on the Giants side. Yeah, definitely uh, more interested in the Ravens. Lamar Jackson certainly seems like he's back. I know he's had some easier matchups, but 27, 38, and 30 fantasy points the last three games. 
and uh, Mark Ingram inactive last week. So uh, we saw J.K. Dobbins lead the way with a 53% snap share. It's a game where they're going to be playing with the lead. So I like Lamar. Uh, I like Dobbins if his ownership is going to be reasonable. And uh, you can always uh, pair Lamar up with Andrews or Brown, but I just think this is a game where they're going to be able to control it. So give me the running game. Uh, Giant side, yeah, they've scored 13 points in the last two games combined. Uh, that is not great, but hey, they still have a 10% chance to win their division, so they still have a lot to play for. For me, uh, maybe a little bit of Evan Ingram at 3,900, and that is about it. Yeah, and even the Baltimore D, it's 4,000 here, but uh, it's, no matter who the quarterback is, you're going to get some turnovers, uh, so maybe a pairing with, with Dobbins and the, the defense, but a lot of ways you can go here with Baltimore chops. So uh, you lean in the passing game, the running game, or you may be able to go both here against the Giants. Yeah, I, pretty much every week I have a little bit of uh, both for Baltimore. Uh, Lamar always stays in the pool, and uh, I'll always – he's he's a guy I always want to have Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews in the player pool with him, and I'll pair him with one of those guys, and that's it's kind of – and then – Usually I don't mess with the backs, but it's clear that they want to weed out Mark Ingram. So it's, uh, you know, I'm a J.K. Dobbins fan and he's the he's in my hierarchy, although I can see Gus Edwards obviously falling in the end zone if he gets laid the perfect script out there. But I'm J.K. Dobbins. But yeah, Lamar with those two targets, two target guys are, are, the, are is where I go. And, and the Giants, man, just completely 100 percent off of that route. Yeah, I mean, they're running out multiple running backs. Now, even their, their lone bright spot was Wayne Gallman. Well, now you got to Deion Lewis getting carries, Alfred Morris stealing touchdowns, like uh, just a mess. And I'm Gus Edwards. I'd love to see this guy get a shot to, to be the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm Dobbins too. I, I'm a big fan of his. I uh, own a ton of stock in dynasty leagues. But uh, Gus Edwards just seems like one of those guys, if he got a shot, uh, almost like uh, who was the guy that went from the Chargers to the Falcons back in the day? Big running back uh turner yeah the burner michael the burner mike yes like he kind of was with the chargers didn't really do much and then finally got a shot that's what it feels like with gus edwards so it doesn't really much have much to do with this week but uh, i agree dobbins the way to go here pair him up with the ravens d uh, or any three of those those passing options uh, with lamar marquise or andrews uh limited target tree there uh, we saw Daz get a touchdown. We saw Boykin. I know some guys will steal some touchdowns, but uh, some easy pairing partners there for the Ravens. All right, Chop, Baltimore minus 10 and a half, total sitting at 45. Oh, man. That's a big number. I like the Ravens. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, based on their defense, it goes under, though. So I'm taking the under. I'm going Baltimore. I, I don't see any way the Giants uh, stay competitive in this game. I, I know they've surprised us in spots, a game in Seattle, but uh, I, I'm going Baltimore here. Derek? I'm going Baltimore as well. All right, moving on. Cincinnati coming off that big win against Pittsburgh, going to Houston, uh, who took that tough loss uh, at Indy. No major injuries on the Houston side of things. Cincinnati, uh, Brandon Allen questionable. I, I don't know that he'd be the quarterback anyway. Uh, Finley. Didn't do much, but he looked good. He looked good on the ground. I think he showed a little bit more athleticism uh, than a lot of people thought. Uh, Mixon remains on the IR. And Tyler Boyd, uh, I know, hurt a lot of people last night, uh, both in showdown uh, and your season-long playoffs, uh, You know, going out early with a concussion. So uh, he is obviously listed as questionable here for this matchup. So, Chop, we'll go to you here. Houston, big favorite. Cincinnati uh, coming off a, a spirited win here. You give him any shot here on the road in Houston. 
Well, yeah, they get a shot because Houston's just not good. So, and I think we're going to see this week, haven't looked closely, we do this early, but I think we're going to see the projection on Houston's defense jump off the page. And I'm not sold on that at all, even with a bad Cincy offense. So uh, that's one I may be avoiding. But uh, here is the get back spot for Brandon Cooks. Everybody's been on Brandon Cooks since uh, all the wide receiver injuries. You know, he got hurt. He had tough matchups. This is the one I think where he kind of bounces back and comes through. So I like Brandon Cooks quite a bit in this game and Deshaun to, uh, to erupt in this game. I like those offensive pieces. I'm not falling for David Johnson and those 10 catches. I'm not falling for that one. Just give me the passing game here of Deshaun and his targets. And on the flip side, because the Houston defense just isn't good, I think there's merit to playing T. Higgins and and uh, Giovanni Bernard. And, oh, man, I don't know if I could pull the trigger on Don't forget on about it. Don't forget A.J. Green. <laughs> I, want, I, didn't want, I intentionally didn't say that because I didn't want to – I don't want to mislead people. I don't know how much A.J. Green I can have, but – I think there's room for Cincy to do something against a really bad defense here. I mean, so I'm gonna I'm more apt to play some Cincy players than I am to play the Houston defense. So that's where I, that's where I am on that game. Yeah, I agree with you. Houston is not a good team. So yeah, they're big favorites here in Cincinnati. You know, say what you will. Like I said, Finley didn't do much. You know, people are. You know, I, I saw a bunch of his his cards suddenly flood the market shop last night. Uh, looking around, and uh, all you saw was Ryan Finley rookie cards all of a sudden, but. He wasn't that good, but uh, to a Houston team where the defense is bad, and I know it's a road game, uh, I kind of agree with you. Now, as far as Cincinnati, I don't know how much interest I have here, Derek. Maybe a T. Higgins. I, we joke about A.J. Green. He's 3,400. Uh, it would obviously take Tyler Boyd being out to even go down that path, but uh, your thoughts here, Houston and Cincinnati? Houston side, I uh, agree with Chop. Avoid the running game and just load up on Deshaun Watson, Kiki QT, Brandon Cooks. Uh, they've had three difficult matchups in a row. They face the Colts twice, and then they face the Bears in Chicago. Now they get the Bengals at home, so love the spot for this passing attack. Um, and then, yeah, the Bengals, it's such a good matchup, but I just don't know what to do. I mean, Giovanni Bernard was held under 10 fantasy points in five straight games and broke out for 25 last week against the Steelers, and he's only 4,800, so I don't know if people are going to play him. I don't know if people are going to you know, think that's fool's gold. I'll probably let ownership kind of dictate what I do there because you know, he was kind of getting, uh, you know, split in backfield with three other guys. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to want to do there. But if Boyd's out, it's easy to play T. Higgins. Uh, I'll have some shares of A.J. Green as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's just such a good matchup that you feel like you should have, you know, some interest in the Bengals. Don't forget about old stone hands. Jordan Akins uh, brought in five <laughs> of his six targets last week. And we know tight ends against Cincinnati. Uh, has been uh, a profitable venture. So uh, only 3,300 there, but uh, a lot of ways you can pair up Watson and some of these pass catchers here. Gio, I'm pretty much with you, Derek. I want to see where the ownership is on him because he was treated uh, like a workhorse. We thought we'd see some of those other guys, P. Ryan, uh, Williams in the mix, and we just didn't get it. It was all Gio. So uh, if ownership's low, I, I don't hate pulling the trigger against a bad Houston Rundy uh, at under 5K. So Betting pick here, Derek. Houston, big favorites here at home, minus eight and a half, 45 and a half on the total. Hate both these defenses, so give me the over. I I feel like this is a little bit of recency bias, but I, I liked what I saw out of Cincinnati. It's a lot of points. I don't think Houston's that good, so I'll take Cincy plus the eight and a half. Chop. I also want the over. 
All right, moving on. No consensus picks yet. So no, no parlays yet. We'll see. We got five games remaining still in the early window. And we'll close that window here with Chicago uh, in Derek's Jacksonville Jaguars, Chicago, big win in Minnesota. Offense continues to look good. They're just putting up 30 point games left and right with Mitchell Trubisky and David Montgomery uh, been the story. So uh, let's talk about him, Derek. Another good matchup here. The price continues to rise, but is the price even high enough at this point? Jacksonville, only injury of no. James Robinson uh, dealing with an ankle injury, so he is listed as questionable. So your team here, I know you want them to lose, but what happens here, Bears and Jags? Yeah, if the Jaguars end up winning this game, it's going to be a two-man booth on the OG pod next week. <laughs> I refuse to show up. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully <laughs> Doug Marone doesn't get his guys fired up enough. Hopefully management just, uh, you know, pays money to the table to – to just uh, not win this game. I mean, I like James Robinson, but he's dealing with an, an ankle injury, like you mentioned. So I'm going to be fading all things Jaguars in this one uh, for the Bears. Uh, we talk about it a lot. They have a very concentrated offense. Uh, it goes through Trubisky, Dave Montgomery, Allen Robinson. I know we've seen Moody get involved. Cole Komet was pretty popular last week. He's still only 3K. I have interest in him. But uh, it's hard not to like Montgomery, man. 28, 27, 28, and 32 fantasy points over the last four games. The offensive line's playing a lot better. The Jags, you can certainly beat them on the ground or through the air. So uh, I like a lot of things on the Bears, and they actually have a pretty good chance to make the playoffs. If they win this week, and then uh, they'll face the Packers next week, who might not have anything to play for. So, uh, yeah, I like all things Bears and very few things Jaguars. Yeah, I'm pretty much with you. And Montgomery, 32 carries last week. And we've seen running backs, uh, mainly Derrick Henry, just trample this team uh, week in and week out. So, uh, 7,700. I don't think it's enough chop. I, I know he was a big part of your builds as well. Uh, so I expect that you can just build a whole wall of jerseys of guys in the million dollar lineup. So, uh, Montgomery though, was good to you. Are you going back to the well here against Jacksonville? Uh, yeah, I think you have to. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have to say this, I have to get this out there because, uh, another guy got mad at me here last night when, uh, he heard, when he heard the video I did. Kirk Deese, our boy Kirk Deese, Chris Kirkwood, good buddy of mine. We we're always chatting it up in Discord. You know, he's the first one here recently who who was jumped on that Montgomery train, right? So the David and I, I said the first part of the year, man, I'm not playing Montgomery. He sucks. It's not that he sucks. The offensive line was bad, but when the offensive line started playing better, Montgomery came around. He's always been good. He's young enough. It's not like he lost his juice. David Montgomery, I said David Montgomery is electric. He's electric, but, you know, I'm not the first one to say it was Kirk Deese who said it first, and he got mad that I said it and didn't give him credit. So, Kirk, I'm giving you your credit. He said the David Montgomery slander has to end, and I think it's ended now. He's proven himself to be very electric, so Montgomery, jump on him. Uh, Price, like you said, this isn't, like, as of now, we don't know the value that's going to happen if there's any injuries. Like, those injuries last week broke really late, so we didn't even know. But as of now, I'm not seeing like a ton out there at running back anyway. So, yeah, jump on him. I like David Montgomery call. And, uh, yeah, this week I'll have a lot of Allen Robinson, a lot of Allen Robinson. I'll have as much Robinson as I will Montgomery, though, because I love this uh, this little narrative street here, man, going back oh, to Jacksonville. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Allen Robinson big time this week. And uh, even if it's Trubisky throwing him the ball, I'm fine with that. I think Robinson has a big one. So those are the two stars. Montgomery Robinson, I'm into. Jacksonville, the runbacks. James Robinson, solid. You can play James Robinson. These wide receivers are not getting it done, though. So 
that's the only big run back I see is James Robinson. Are we, are we a believer in Mitch Trubisky? I mean, we've kind of seen up and down games. Generally, he's better at home, but only 5,700 gives you a little bit of upside with his legs, and it's got this offense playing well. So do you feel good about the pairing with Robinson, or is it just A-Rob on his own? Uh, I think that I'm not a believer in him, but fantasy-wise, you, you just said it. He can get it done. So, And he's had, like, the murderer's row of cupcake matchups. Like, you don't get much better than what he's had. So, And this is another one. So, sure, he can put on some points. I don't mind, I don't mind that pairing, but I'll, I'll definitely have A-Rob on his own in some places, too. I can't believe I forgot that narrative. A way to bring that up, Chuck. I'm usually on the narrative train, so I'm a big fan there of that. And Montgomery, the thing is, he's got it. He's gotten it done a lot of different ways. I mean, we saw the 32 carries last week, only 11 the week before that, but we know he had a long 80-yard touchdown. We've seen him catch four or five balls in a week, so he's just so involved in such a good matchup. So don't don't scoff at a $7,700 price point. He probably should be 8,500 if we're being honest here. So. A big fan of David Montgomery. All right, uh, Chop, let's go to you. Bears minus seven and a half here, 47 on the total. I think Jacksonville is smart enough to uh, lay down now and, and take that number one pick, so I think the Bears roll them. I think so as well. I'm going to be interested to see what they do at the quarterback position. Do, do they go down the depth chart a little bit, maybe sit the stash down? Not that he's been good, but they, they got worse on that team uh, down the quarterback pe- pecking order. So, I'm going to take Chicago here as well. I, I just think Jacksonville's got to be smart about this. I know it's pro athletes, and, and you know we're, we're going to hear about people saying teams aren't just going to lose, but the organization's got to do what's best for the organization, and that's Trevor Lawrence. So a long way of saying I'll take the Bears minus seven and a half. Derek? I should really bet on the Jaguars' money line for a life hedge here, um, but I will take the Bears minus seven and a half. All right. Shop, you took the Bears, right? I thought the Bears would roll them, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Our first consensus play uh, here for week 16. All right, moving on to the afternoon slate. So we had six early games. We got four late. We'll start with Carolina and Washington. Uh, Carolina hung in there in Green Bay. I mean, we went down early and uh, made a comeback, but came up a little bit short. Uh, Washington, a tough loss to Seattle, obviously. So uh, injuries mainly on the Washington side, Alex Smith. Day-to-day, we'll see if he's back. Dwayne Haskins out there at the strip club. Derek just having a good time, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, But Antonio Gibson, questionable. Uh, And then, like we talk about every single week, Christian McCaffrey, does he return? Does he not return uh, against his former coach? Let me throw a narrative in there. Uh, But if he's back, uh, interest in paying that price. But uh, interesting game here, kind of a low total, Derek. What do you got, Panthers and the football team? Yeah, I don't really see the need to bring Christian McCaffrey back at this point, but uh, the Panthers are hoping he can practice on Wednesday, so hopefully we know his status uh, before Sunday uh, so we can make a decision there. I highly doubt they'd give him 25-plus touches like they did the last time uh, he came back and got injured again, but uh, I guess you never know with the Panthers. Uh, I just don't have a ton of interest in their offense as a whole. It's a tough spot. Washington, one of the best uh, defensive front sevens in the NFL, so we probably have more interest in their defense than I would in the Panthers' offense. And then uh, the other side of the ball, just waiting to see if Alex Smith is able to suit up. You, know, you mentioned Haskins out there partying uh, without a mask, no, no less. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be the guy. It sounds like they're not releasing him. Um, but we just got to wait and see with pretty much the whole offense. If it's Smith back there uh, and Gibson's out, then J.D. McKissick becomes an awesome play. Uh, he's played on over 70% of the snaps the last two games. We know Alex Smith likes to check it down to him. And then uh, the receiving options. 
we can either buy low on Terry McLaurin or buy high on Logan Thomas, who had a monster game last week. Uh, I know Alex Smith, Haskins, these guys, they want to check the ball down, but um, I have some interest in Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I mean, Thomas has looked good. McLaurin is always a guy in my player pool. And, and DJ Moore came back. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I think, is a decent bounce back. But Chop, Haskins out here like he won the fan championship uh, last week. So uh, <laughs> what's up with your boy Haskins? And uh, what do you got in this one, Panthers and Washington? Uh, that's a it's a interesting game considering where Washington is right now. Man, I just I can't I still can't fathom the uh, NFC East and where we are in Washington. I really think they're going to win it. I think they are the best team right now. And but uh, then you look at it and you <laughs> the freaking Cowboys out of all things, man, one game back and they're really going to push for this stupid division title <laughs> when they should be getting a top five draft pick. Man, this is it's ridiculous, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, Washington, to me, the the big takeaway for me last week with Washington was Logan Thomas. Uh, I kind of thought he'd go back into his hole with Dwayne Haskins as the quarterback, but Logan Thomas came out even further and did and did even more with uh, Dwayne Haskins there. Uh, so Logan Thomas might be hmm, – he's a super – he's just a really nice tight end, period. So Fire up Logan Thomas. Terry McLaren is uh, matchup proof, and he's almost quarterback proof. He's uh, you'd rather have him be in better spots, but you take him regardless. So we're there at that. I don't. I don't want the backfield. I don't want Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins. So those are the two guys I want for Washington. And then uh, on the other side, we'll wait and see what McCaffrey does. I'm probably not playing him at that price tag. Ah, the wide receivers are all healthy now. They're back. It's tough. It's a tough matchup. I honestly just don't see very much I like on that Carolina side. All right, how about a betting pick you like? Washington minus two, 44 and a half on the total. Man, they just got such a good defense. I'm going to go with Washington. I'm taking Washington minus the two as well. This is a big game for them. Uh, I don't expect McCaffrey back. If he is, I'm with you guys. I don't want to pay that price for him. If he beats me, so be it. But uh, I just think Washington's game is so big for them uh, that they pull it out here. So Washington minus the two. Derek, what do you got? Feels like a trap spread. I mean, it feels like Washington should win this one pretty easy given their motivation. Uh, but yeah, I'll take Washington. All right. Another uh, parlay builder here. So circle that one. All right. Moving on. Denver and the Chargers. Denver uh, blown out in the last game against Buffalo. No injuries on their side. Chargers, a big win. Uh, a great game. Uh, that game in Vegas. Uh, back and forth game. Uh, Chargers end up winning despite some of the issues with the kicker there, Michael Badgley, just did not want to put that game away. But uh, Justin Herbert, obviously the story here, Noto, looked good again. Uh, I know he had a down week or two, uh, but he was back over 300 yards, uh, a couple touchdown passes, and throwing to guys that we've really never even heard of, you know, guys like Johnson, Guyton. So uh, we'll see if they get healthy. Williams, Allen back. Uh, Hunter Henry obviously looked good in that game. Eckler. So a lot of weapons here uh, for the Chargers. So Break this one down, uh, Chargers and Broncos. So for the Chargers, uh, you know, their favorites this week, they've won two games in a row, and then they're good to face the Chiefs next week who don't have a lot to play for. They might end up uh, resting their starters. So if they win their last four games, does Anthony Lynn keep his job? I, um, ah, that's, that's a great question. I think so. I, I think you're going to keep him intact, but – Frustrating because this team could be much better than what they are. And uh, here we are. And, but the, the franchise is in place. I mean, Justin Herbert has been incredible. So 
Yeah, I mean, simple clock management. They could be, you know, 10 and 6 uh, at the end of the year. But, Every uh, year this is the Chargers. <laughs> it's like the Falcons blowing games. The Chargers are always a disappointment. I mean, that'd yeah. be worst case scenario mm-hmm. for Herbert and all the Chargers fans. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, anyway, uh, I love the passing attack for this one. The Broncos, they were without their top five cornerbacks last week, and we saw uh, the Bills just shred them. So absolutely love the spot for Herbert. Um, and you got to think uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, though, uh, have higher snap rates this week. They're both expected to be limited, and I kind of thought that was more coach speak than anything else, but they weren't out there for a large portion of the game. So I like going back to them. Uh, Austin Eckler, he's going to be heavily owned in both parts of the game, but he did miss out on two goal line touches. They just love giving Kalen Balazs those one-yard touchdowns. So that worries me a little bit, but I still think there's upside for Eckler. Broncos side, I mean, Drew Locke's played like six good quarters this season. He had the one good game against the Panthers, and then he had a big fourth quarter against the Chargers, big fourth quarter against the Falcons. So uh, just hard to trust him in this spot. Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, they're both cheap enough that you can you know, add them to your player pool, but for the most part, it's just the uh, Chargers passing attack for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the infatuation with Drew Locke. I, I kind of said that going into the year. Everyone was so excited about this guy, and, he, and he, he didn't even cross like 230 yards passing in any game. So I know they won uh, some games towards the end of last season, but uh, he just never really uh, stood out to me. I know he was good in college shop in Missouri, but uh, a lot of question marks here with Drew Locke in this offense. And uh, that being said, I agree with Derek. I, I don't really like much on Denver's side. I know we get the narrative, Melvin Gordon, uh, maybe that's of interest, but he's splitting the backfield with Lindsey. Uh, it's all chargers for me here in this one, Chop. What do you think? Yeah, well, I th- some of mine, I'm going to say infatuated with Drew Locke, but some of the things I liked about him headed into the year was that receiving core. Like he was going to get Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler out of the draft. Noah Fant, I thought, could be one of the best tight ends, and we haven't seen Cortland Sutton all year long. So thought he had a good receiving core. Didn't really turn out to be like that. And, I'm, uh, yeah, he's otherwise, yeah, he's very mediocre at best. And uh, keeps me away from Denver's offense all, all around. So I probably don't want that. I'm really leery. I like Justin Herbert. like him a lot. like Austin Eckler to catch a ton of passes like he does. But I'm really leery on the way they used Mike Williams and Keenan Allen last week. And I know they're, they're slightly banged up. But uh, – I don't know if it was because they were banged up or they're just trying to look at all kinds of different, different guys in the receiving core and, and figure things out. So I'm, I'm really leery of what they're going to do moving forward with the receiving core. But with that being said, Justin Herbert, he's a really good quarterback, man. You got to fire him up every week now. All right. Betting pick chargers minus three and a half here, 48 and a half on the total. Oh boy. They just they had to throw that hook in there, man, to make it really tough. But oh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers here. I am gonna go under. Doesn't feel great, but nothing really stands out here. I just I have concerns with that Denver offense. So uh, neither defense is playing outstanding, but I'm still gonna go under 48 and a half. Derek, give me the Chargers. All right, two games left here on the DFS OGs podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. We got the Rams up next. Uh, uh, the conspiracy theories, Chop. Heard you talking about Pops, talking about the Rams. Uh, maybe you want to break that one down a little bit, but uh, lose to the Jets. Uh, also lose Cam Akers. He'll be out here. So uh, the first question on the Rams. We know they're going to bounce back here. A big game here with Seattle, but uh, any interest in a Daryl Henderson at 4,500, Malcolm Brown, at 4,000 in Seattle, 
you know, got it done in Washington. Uh, kind of a ho-hum total here, 47 and a half, uh, but a close spread, a stackable game, but chop that question. Which Rams running back, if any, uh, stand out here with Akers out? Hmm. I don't, I don't think any, if we're being honest, I don't, I don't think any, there was a really putrid performance from the Rams. Don't know why or how that happened. Uh, but you know, I guess we saw the same thing out of Pittsburgh on my, on, on the next day, the next day. So I guess it just happens sometimes, but that was bad. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I have, a, I have more interest in Cooper cup, Robert Woods, maybe even Tyler Higby around the goal line and catch another touchdown or two. Uh, and Jared Goff, rather than than forcing a running back that, if I if I leaned one, it would be Daryl Henderson. But I'm just not sure they want to give that backfield to anybody without Cam Akers there. So I'm going to be more on the passing game with those guys. And it's simple for me. Cup is a DraftKings play. Woods is more of a FanDuel play. That's kind of how I differentiate them. Otherwise, they're like the same like level right there. So. And the Seahawks, boy, this is a tough one. Their offense hasn't looked as good lately. The Rams' defense is going to be a little bit frustrated, so I got a feeling they're going to show up and play this game hardcore from the first snap. And they've been very tough against wide receivers, so it's not an easy matchup for Metcalf and Lockett and the boys. It's just a little bit tougher. Maybe this is our Chris Carson week where he falls in the end zone two, three times and is a slate winner. So I don't mind Chris Carson, but – well, I'm tempering my expectations on the passing game. Yeah, I'm with you on the Rams. Uh, I mean, the prices are attractive on those running backs, but I think they'll both get work. It's not a great matchup uh, with Seattle. The defense is, is playing a lot better. Uh, I think the receiver's the way to go here, and it's a great point on the Woods Cup debate. I know a lot of people kind of struggle with that, but Robert Woods' usage in the running game, uh, kind of reminiscent of a, a Chase Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson comparison, you know, so – uh, great call there. But those guys, uh, even at those price points, not a great history with Seattle, uh, looking at some of the numbers. But uh, I do think the passing game, uh, the way to go. And in Seattle, Derek, it's pretty easy. You know, it's, it's you know, Metcalf continues to get it done. Uh, do we get any Tyler Lockett here? Is this a Russell Wilson week? And I like the Carson call uh, by Chop. So you're up here, Rams and Seattle. Yeah, I uh, don't mind the Chris Carson call for the Seahawks. They've been running the ball a lot more than they did at the start of the season. Uh, in their first matchup, Metcalf only got four targets, uh, being locked down with Jalen Ramsey. Uh, we've seen him beat some really good cornerbacks at times this season, but if Wilson isn't going to throw his way, maybe that opens the door for Tyler Lockett, who has uh, pretty much been a disappointment since he had that one big game, like week five or something like that. So um, don't have a ton of interest in the Seahawks, and you guys nailed it. With the Rams, uh, the game script favors a passing game. The matchup favors a passing game. Acres being out favors a passing game. So I uh, really like the spot for Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and uh, Jared Goff. If I had to choose a running back, I'd probably go Malcolm Brown, just because he's a little bit of a better pass catcher than Henderson. And you know maybe they're playing from behind in this one. All right, Derek, we got Seattle minus one and a half, forty-seven and a half on the total. Wow, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to take Seattle at home. I'm going to go the over here. I think both teams do enough to, to cross the 20-point the mark, and that should get them over the 47-and-a-half. Chop. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Over. All right, let's wrap it up. Last game here for week 16. We got Philly and Chop's Cowboys. Uh, Philly, small favorites here. Uh, injuries on the Philly side. Jalen Rager, questionable. Uh, Dallas side, we saw Zeke. 
uh, sit out in a, a huge game by, by Tony Pollard. I know that was another uh, key cog for you there, Chop. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, we also saw Michael Gallup score a touchdown uh, and then get injured and leave that game. So Zeke Gallup questionable on the Dallas side coming off that win against the 49ers. So Noto, we'll go to you, buddy, to wrap it up here. Uh, pretty close spread, pretty high total, crossing 50. Uh, two teams that desperately need this game. We've seen the emergence of Jalen Hurts. And Philly acts like they, they shocked anybody. Like they came out and named him the starter again. Well, well no shit. Like you're going to go back to Carson Wentz uh, coming off these performances from Jalen Hurts. So uh, Hurts was big uh, for Chop last week. Another good matchup here for Dallas. Uh, what, do you, what are we doing with Jalen Hurts, I think, is the main question here, Derek. So, look, he hasn't looked great in the passing game uh, in terms of his efficiency, but he has unlocked this offense, and uh, obviously him uh, being able to run the ball the way he does uh, has just done so many things for his fantasy production. 23 and 41 fantasy points in his first two starts. Then he gets to face a Cowboys team that is dead last in rushing yards allowed per game at 162. You know, we think the Texans run defense is bad, and they're only allowing 150 per game. So um, definitely a good matchup for Hurts again. Price up to 7000 I like that they uh, definitely hiked this price up. Now you have to think about it. Still like him. Also, I have interest in Miles Sanders. Uh, over 80% of the snaps in each of the last two games. Uh, I know the touches haven't exactly been there uh, with Hurts, you know, dominating the running game, but – Great matchup, uh, and it's certainly a spot for Sanders to get going. And the fact that he's 7,002 uh, could help lower his ownership. So those would be the two I'd look to for the Eagles. Cowboys, if Zeke's out, uh, Tony Pollard becomes a great play once again. Uh, I think he's the better back of the two at this point. And if Zeke's out, then he's going to have very little competition for touches. And then it sounds like Gallup's going to be out as well. Um, so I like Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Uh, I think it's a good spot to stack this game and – you know, the winner could have a shot at the division if Washington ends up losing. Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, that's all these teams are still in the mix. It's unbelievable. But I'm glad you brought up Miles Sanders. That's one of my favorite plays of the week. Not only is it a good matchup, you mentioned the rushing yards, but I think a lot of people are going to go to Jalen Hurts. And we never see quarterback ownership, you know, get out of control. We have Mahomes. We have Lamar Jackson. We, we have some guys uh, that are going to eat up some ownership at uh, I think Hurts at that price point coming off that game and this matchup uh, is really going to be the focus for people. So you get a nice little leverage uh, going to Miles Sanders, who is going to have no ownership, but uh, I just like pivoting in that direction. So Chop, we'll go to you here. You get to talk Jalen Hurts. We get to talk your Cowboys. Wrap us up here, Eagles and Cowboys. Well, I got to – it's a real – you know, Jalen Hurts has come in and had some pretty good matchups here, and this is another one. So – but – uh. I got to give a little, let me give a little shout out. I don't know you guys, I know you guys know the takeover, DFS the takeover. He's been around forever, man. Oh, yeah. I used to play with him back in snap draft days. He's a, uh, yeah, I talk to him all the time. He's got this, he's got this saying, it's uh, water, water levels out, right? Or water finds it. I'm going to say water levels out. It'll always level out no matter what you do and shake it up. And earlier in the year, the Dallas defense, terrible. Everybody, you know, historically bad defense. And they said the same thing about Seattle. And those two defenses are kind of guiding their act together. And Seattle's actually, you know, been kind of tough to pass on lately, to be honest, which I don't know what that's all about. And then you see Pittsburgh, who was historically great earlier. And now they're kind of watering out. They're balancing out now. So it just happened. So it's not like as great of a matchup as I think it was earlier in the year. But he should still be able to take advantage of it. But he's the one guy – or there's like maybe two guys in the NFL – and when I build a lineup, I don't feel the need to pair them with a wide receiver or tight end 
or anybody. I don't. Jalen Hurts is one of them. The other probably Cam Newton. And, uh, you know, borderline with Lamar Jackson, although I like two of his targets. I like Mark Andrews. I like Marquise Brown all the time. So I do end up pairing him. But you don't have to pair Jalen Hurts. He's going to get his on the ground. And uh, when he does pass, he's going to spread it out. He has shown no desire to find a number one wide receiver. He's going to spread it all out all over. So you don't have to pair him with anybody. So a guy that you put that in, in your build rules and line up HQ that he's, he's one of the guys you don't need to pair with anybody. Uh, with that being said, like Jalen Hurts, like Miles Sanders, and I'm not touching a wide receiver in this game because there's just no, no rhyme or reason to it right now. So I'm going to pass on that. Dallas, you know, if Pollard is out again, I mean, if Elliott's out again, I like Pollard again. If Elliott's back, I don't have an interest in Elliott. He's just not, he's just not as sharp as Pollard right now. But uh, if the secondary has injuries again, like they did last week, I'll go back to Amari Cooper and uh, maybe maybe even a little C.D. Lamb. But we'll see what the injury looks like in the, in the Eagles secondary. That's a big swing for me right there. Yeah, I, I love going to those Dallas receivers, especially if Gallup is out. I mean, Cooper's down to 5,700, Lamb 5,300. Both these guys uh, statistically have been much better at home. Cooper, uh, you get a longer sample size of him that are at home. And uh, Philly secondary is beat up, like you said. And even if Slay is back, I will continue to say it. I've said it for years. This guy is overrated. Yes, he's good. He's not a shutdown corner. So uh, a great way to run it back, whether you go Hurts, whether you go Sanders, maybe you go both. I agree with your point on not having to stack him, but these Dallas receivers uh, certainly in play. And uh, Pollard, if he's in there, yes, I'm interested, and I agree completely. Zeke just – I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's uninterested in playing. I don't know if he got his money and he's going to be one of those guys that uh, is just never as good as he used to be. But uh, zero interest uh, if it is Zeke. Pollard looked electric, looked like a guy that had something to prove, and it's got to sting a little bit, Chop, that they could have just uh, not paid Zeke this money – uh, let Pollard be the running back and you know, it's, it's spend that money elsewhere, but uh, going to be hampered with that contract, unfortunately. So let's get the last betting pick here of the week chop. We have Philly minus two, 49 and a half on the total. Well, first off, somebody will take that contract, right? Somebody will trade for him because there's, there's goofy enough GMs that somebody will take it, I think, but I don't, I think that's Jerry's boy, man. So we don't want to trade him, but as far as this pick like Derek, like Derek said earlier about the Jags, you got to life hedge it a little bit, right? So uh, because the Philadelphia Eagles are Zazzy's team, and I got to hear this garbage from Zaz all week long and when the Eagles win, so I'm going to take the Eagles here just to kind of hedge myself a little bit. Oh, he's not going to want to hear that. Nobody wants you on the same <laughs> side as their team. They, they want you on jinx the other I hope side. I, I hope I jinx them, man. Man, the early Tuesday jinx from Chop. I like it. I'm going to take your Cowboys here. Not, not the jinx you here, but uh, I think they win this game, so I'll, I'll gladly take the two points or even a little sprinkle on the money line. Derek, wrap us up here with your pick, Philly and Dallas. Yeah, it feels like a pick game to me. I know the two points isn't going to do much for me, but uh, give me the Cowboys. All right, so I have two consensus picks again. Unless I miss something, I have us down for Chicago minus seven and a half and Washington minus the two. Did I miss anything? Yeah, that's all I heard. Okay, yeah. so another little, little two-teamer was successful last week. So, again, if you play that, hit us up on Twitter. Always interested to see – uh, how you guys do with those, but guys, final thoughts here. We obviously had a lot to talk about here. Uh, Chops big day week 16 Christmas is around the corner. You want to talk anything holidays? What's the holiday plan? 
Uh, we'll wrap us up here. Derek, we'll go to you first, buddy. Uh, get us out of here. Yeah, no big holiday plans for me. Uh, my sister just tested positive for COVID, so uh, family plans oh. were canceled. Um, well, hey, I'm going to get to stay at home, drink some mimosas on Christmas. That's going to be just fine. Um, yeah, for football, uh, my favorite stack of the week, like Mahomes, is right there with Darren Rodgers as a favorite to win the MVP, so uh, I like him. And then Kelsey's battling for uh, the receiving title. A tight end hasn't won that in a long time, so I like both of them to go off in this game. Plus, there's no uh, CEH, and uh, bring that back with Gage or Ridley. There you go. Yeah, holiday. I mean, my wife's family is adamant on getting together for the holidays, and both her parents are the greatest of health and a little bit older. And it's like, why are you guys insisting on, on trying to put your parents in the grave? I mean, what what are, what are we doing here? So I, I'm fighting that fight. We'll we'll see if I win it or not. Not looking good as of now, but. Uh, plan is to uh, get together a little brunch, a little, little separation. Mass sounds terrible. I'd rather stay at home, drink them mimosas, Derek, watch some NBA, watch a little football. So uh, I got a few days of battle here, Chop. But what what's the holiday plans for you? Uh, and any final thoughts here on the slate? Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw a stag out there real quick. Trubisky to Robinson. I think I could just based on what Allen Robinson's about to do. I think is going to be pretty baller. So I'll take those two guys. My holiday plans, man. Um, see, we shoot this thing on a Tuesday, so we're about three days from Christmas. <sighs> Guys, uh, I my holiday plans are all thrown in flux this year because tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, two days before Christmas, one day before Christmas Eve, I gotta go in for a surgery, man. I gotta oh. go and get. I gotta go. I'm getting old, man. I gotta go get my gallbladder removed. Oh. <laughs> Unreal. I know, right? It's terrible. It's just crazy stuff. But it was either now or I would have had to wait like after uh, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, then they're booked up that next. So I'd had to wait another three or four weeks. And this thing hurts, man. So I'm going to get it out. So that's when I got to get it out is beforehand, before before Christmas. I got to do it. So that's going to mess everything up. I'm not going to be able to really get 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 over there and see people and do all that. So it is what it is, man. But I'm still looking forward to laying around on the couch, watching a lot of sports, football, basketball on Christmas Day, having fun all weekend. It, it should be all good, guys. So, uh, you know, it's all good. I, and I, I appreciate all the good thought. I didn't get a chance to, like, answer everybody on Twitter and say thanks. But anybody who said anything nice, I appreciate it. Anybody who criticized me for the correlations in my lineup, that's just – that's too bad for you. But that's all right. I, I forgive you. I mean, that's been the story of the season. So some crazy lineups, but uh, I saw some correlations in there. I mean, Hertz and Hopkins, that, that was brilliant. But Chop, we hope everything goes well with, with the surgery. And I always love how any kind of medical appointment, they're like, well, we can get you in now or we have an appointment in, in March of 2037. <laughs> like, okay, I'll, I'll take now, I guess. But uh, yeah, I hope everything goes well there. And uh, to everybody out there, just want to say thank you for listening and supporting the podcast again. I have some big news coming. I was hoping for more of an update for you guys here, but uh, we will get you more info as that comes in. But uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it is you celebrate, uh, do it safely. Uh, and if you can't spend time with family and friends, maybe you can get on the old Zoom, do it, do a Zoom. But uh, should be a fun day of sports, uh, meals, uh, family, friends, whatever it may be. So uh, again, thank you for the support. For the pod, enjoy the holidays. Uh, guys, uh, appreciate doing the show with you guys as always. So Merry Christmas to you guys. 
uh, in your family. Chop, again, congratulations. Well-deserved. Uh, just one of, the, one of the best, man. Just been doing it for so long and uh, love to see it. So uh, keep kicking butt. Noto, you and I will get, get that million here soon. Uh, if it's not this week, uh, hopefully uh, somewhere down the line here, maybe some NBA. Don't forget, get over to Roto-Grinders and check out our great NBA coverage. I know Noto puts a lot of work into that. So uh, that's it. Guys, anything? Any final words? Sir? We, we were out of here. What do you, anything, anything else? Merry Christmas, guys. Yep. There you go. Happy holidays. All right. So for Notorious, for Chop, I am Beer saying salut. Happy holidays. Thank you, as always, for listening to the DFS OGs podcast here on rotogrinders.com, and we'll see you next week.